In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. And welcome to a few weeks of ordinary time. Today, the second Sunday, we'll go through the sixth Sunday before entering into the Lenten season. And also, we can probably say, finally, welcome to winter, because this will be our first real week of it, right? So we're gathering. We know that we are all called together in Christ Jesus, in relationship, to encounter his presence and his love. As we begin the celebration, we ask his mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the word of God dwelling among us. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you invite us to follow. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share your love, your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, 
who govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son, go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, go to sleep, and if you are called, reply. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord.
actions lies deep within me. Here am I, Lord, here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Your justice I have proclaimed in the great assembly. My lips I have not sealed. You know it, O Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will, always, will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples. As he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which is translated teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went 
and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I really enjoy hearing the stories of first encounters for people that love one another. Just this past week, I got together with a friend of a friend who just introduced me, and we both shared the stories of the first time we had met that person, right? And oftentimes what happens, those people that we truly encounter, we meet, we grow in relationship with, very often we can recount details of those first encounters, the place where we were, the time that we met, maybe even the clothing that was being worn, the song that was playing, right, the food that was there, the questions that were asked, you know, the first sort of conversations that happened, right? And so when, when we have somebody who's truly significant that we have grown in love with, we oftentimes remember those first encounters and the first kind of unique details around those stories. That actually is very much like the reading we heard proclaimed today from John's Gospel. Now, we are in ordinary time, and throughout this year in ordinary time, we're going to be walking with Jesus and disciples in Mark's gospel. So most of our gospels are going to be from Mark all year long, especially those times that we call ordinary, right? But what's unique about the liturgical year and the liturgical season, we usually walk with one of those first very similar gospels, whether it's Matthew, Mark, or Luke, but then what happens is that throughout those three years that we hear from one of those particular ones, there's kind of this peppering or uh, seasoning of John's gospel because John's gospel is unique from those other three that are called same or synoptics. It takes a very different look, a different approach, different, a different snapshot, a different portrait, if you will, of who Jesus is and kind of develops kind of different gospel themes and, and meanings. And it was considered to be one of the last written of the gospels. So if you can imagine, you know, those first gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, were just written a couple decades after Jesus had died, rose from, to new life, and the Christian communities were gathering. But John's gospel is decades after, almost a century after Jesus was actually present in his humanity, 
died and rose to new life and now among the community. So they have like almost 100 years, right, of kind of walking with one another as fellow disciples, as community, and trying to apply those teachings of discipleship and live that presence of Christ within themselves as church and as early church as the body of Christ. And so we hear some different themes that are developed. And so today's gospel pulls out and kind of emphasizes a couple very unique ones, or it kind of unfolds it. This is kind of the beginning, and we hear it now, and we'll hear a little bit more about John's gospel out throughout this year. For instance, you're going to remember this, I know you are. In August of this coming year, we're going to hear the sixth chapter of John's gospel, which is called the Bread of Life Discourse, right? So wait for it when August comes around. So we're going to hear some John, right? That, that peppering, that, that seasoning within the, the ordinary cycle of, of the year. So today's theme actually develops even deeper what we actually, believe it or not, heard at Christmas. <laughs> Notice you still have some wilting poinsettias that you guys are going to take with you as you leave, because if not, they're going in the trash, by the way. Um, uh, so in John's gospel, at Christmas time, it says that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. His presence, his living arrangements, his tent is the little translation. Set his dwelling, his tent, his presence among us, his people, right? And so in today's gospel, John's gospel, we have a development of that same sort of theme, theological theme of John's gospel. Because notice kind of the unusual words and encounter that happened between these first disciples and Jesus. John the Baptist is there. He's got his disciples. He points to Jesus and says, behold the lamb. Notice some of the unique details of first encounters with the Lord. They go to him, he turns around, and he asks them, what are you looking for? They ask the bizarre question, where are you staying? Where are you dwelling? Where are you abiding? And it says that they go and see, and they stay with him, abide with him, dwell with him. These are all languages of encounter and a deep, deep encounter. Really unique, by the way. I, I love this one line in the, in the gospel today um, that says it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Isn't that interesting, right? 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 So, so when you really encounter and, and you have an encounter that changes your life in some way, you remember some bizarre details about that. Unique details, right? What were the first questions? What were the first conversations? What was the exchange? What time of day was it? Where were you when that happened? You know, what, what song was playing? All that sort of stuff. It's so unique about this deep encounter these first disciples are having with Jesus. But here's the other thing about John's gospel and this first call that's so radically different than the other three Gospels. In the other three Gospels, and we're going to hear next week the call from Mark's Gospel, where he calls disciples. The disciples are on the Sea of Galilee. This is going to sound familiar to you, right? Disciples are on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus goes to them, and he encounters them. They encounter him, and he actually approaches and invites them and says, come and follow me, right? 
I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Or, you know, come and follow me. They leave their nets, their father, whatever behind. That's what happens in the other three Gospels. But not in John's Gospel. Remember, it's the last written. It's probably almost a century. We have all of these years of the encounter of the church and the presence of Christ within the movement of the church. And so in John's Gospel, it's not Jesus that invites It's disciples that invite and point out to one another. John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb. Right? They go. Encounter. Where are you staying? Stay with him. Then Andrew goes and calls his brother Peter. Well, he's not Peter yet. Goes and calls his brother, right? Says, come and see. Come and see. And so what's unique about it, it's not Jesus that's doing the calling. It's the community that's doing the calling. It's the community of the church, the encounter of Christ within the people of God that are actually inviting others into that encounter. What about your life and mine? What about our experience of the very presence of Christ and his dwelling with us? Can you recall some of the unique experiences of those first encounters you had with people that you love that have changed your life because of that encounter? And not only that, can you recall some of the details of those encounters, not only that were of that person or those persons, but also how those persons also introduced you more fully and deeply to love, the ultimate love, to God, to Christ, to the church, to those ways. Who are the people within the church community that have not only invited you into an encounter with them, but also a deeper encounter with the Lord? Who is your John the Baptist? Who is your Peter? Who's your Andrew that says, come and see? People of God, we stand and profess, I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, who was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. 
I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the power, the love, the presence of God, we bring these needs and petitions. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For the church, may she listen for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to meet the challenges of this time. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For our parish community, may we share our faith with one another, living our covenant. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For the daily choices we make as we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, may we confront our own bias and prejudice. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For the openness necessary to hear God's call, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For the healing of all division, violence, and hatred that causes isolation, despair, and fear, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For our beloved who have entered eternal life this week, and for Frank J. Balkovec, who has now entered into the embrace of God's love, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember Jim White and all the intentions present on the altar today, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, Hail Mary full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our offertory hymn can be found on page 955 in the Blue Gather, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, page 955.
pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, Lord, we pray, that we would participate worthily in these mysteries, for whenever the memorial of this sacrifice is celebrated, the work of our redemption is accomplished through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you, we live and move and have our being. In this body, we experience daily the effects of your care and possess even now the pledge of eternal life. Having received the first fruits of the Spirit through whom you raised Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with angels and saints, we praise you as in joyful celebration, we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord. All you've created rightly gives you praise through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and the working of the Holy Spirit. You give life to all things, and you make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we've brought to you for consecration that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, giving thanks, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, said the blessing, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. 
Therefore, O Lord, we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection, ascension into heaven, looking forward to his second coming. We offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, on this oblation of your church, recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son may be filled with this Holy Spirit and become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you that we would attain an inheritance with the elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, Lord, advance the peace and the salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and, and charity your pilgrim church on earth, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, with all the clergy and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family you've summoned before you, and in your compassion, merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him, with him, in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now. Lord, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us offer to one another a sign of Christ's peace.
as John the Baptist pointed, and as we help one another encounter. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be. Let us pray. Pour on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness, make those you have nourished with this heavenly bread, one in mind and in heart, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your lives. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn can be found in the Blue Gather, page 636. Now thank we all our God, page 636. Mm -hmm.